Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Thought Topic with your host, me, Christian Sanchez. How's everybody doing? I'm literally recording this with one eye open because I am so exhausted. I've had a really long, crazy week, but I'm really excited to release this episode today. This week, um, I have a new guest. Her name is Miss Mila. Mila is a friend of mine, and she is a burlesque performer here in New York City. So, um, in this episode today, I just wanted to like interview her about, you know, being a burlesque dancer, what that's like, how it's like affected her personal life and given her kind of like more confidence. So we talk a lot about that. Um, we also talk about like being queer, being bi, like how you kind of discover that about yourself and how it affects your personal life too. So we get into like all the fun details of that. So I'm really excited for you guys to get to know Mila. Literally, she is like the sweetest, cutest little baby. Like I'm like obsessed with her. And um, she plugs her Instagram handle at the end. And you guys definitely need to follow her because her burlesque costumes are freaking amazing. Anyway, <laughs> oh my gosh, I've had a busy week so far. Um, my mom is visiting this week, so... And last weekend I decided to, I don't know, go on a bender and like party. And so I feel like I haven't gotten like a real like good night's rest since like last Thursday. So your girl is tired. <laughs> but like I said, I am excited to be here and to release this episode today. So instead of rambling, let's just get into it. So without further ado, here is Miss Mila. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Thought Topic. I'm here with Miss Mila. Hi. Hi. Oh my God. Thank you for doing this. You're my first like new guest in a while. So this is super exciting. Um, so as you guys know from the intro, Mila is a burlesque dancer in the city and she's also just like iconic hot girl cool <laughs> ass person oh, stop i'm flattered my favorite I'm blushing thing, honestly my favorite thing to do when i have people on my podcast is just like compliment the fuck out of them because like my love language is words of affirmation so mm. i'm just like i mean i have a podcast i'm a talker you know <laughs> anyway it's so, not physical touch I, you know could have fooled me physical, no, I'm kidding. The physical touches up there i'm i'm not gonna lie i to be honest when i was younger it was very like not touchy-feely like i was like no one touch me and get away from me and like as i've gotten older i think like with age i've just become like a bigger simp where i'm just like just tell me how much you love me i just want to touch you all the time so what about you what's yours um i definitely feel like words of affirmation mm -hmm. but also like i need to see is that isn't that one like seeing the other person that you're with quality time yes quality time that's like definitely one because if like i don't see you i forget about you oh like i get i lose interest so fast and it's like my toxic trait oh yeah like if i don't see you i'm just like uh you're like well i need someone to give me attention now yeah <laughs> um quality have, you ever, time. have you ever done a long distance relationship Probably not, right? Oh, funny story. Yeah, when I studied abroad in Florence, um, I was in a relationship. Mm -hmm. It was very hard, though. You know, imagine, like, going to another country by yourself and you don't know anyone. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, I have just such... Back then, I was, like, 20, and I had such an extroverted personality. And, mm -hmm. yeah, it was hard being long distant. I can't say that I stayed loyal. Do you... <laughs> to well, be okay. honest. Damn. Okay, well... <laughs> Mila, you're killing it already. Okay. So let's have the thoughties get to know you. So tell us a little about yourself. Um, where are you from? What's your what your job is or slash passion, your sign, your relationship status, if you're feeling it. Um, <laughs> how you identify, like what your like sexual identity is, and why or why not are you a certified thought? Go. <laughs> wow, that was a mouthful, and I'm supposed to remember all this? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to try. Um, so I'm from the Bronx. I'm full Puerto Rican. Yes. Um, although I have blonde hair, blue eyes, no one believes me. Because um, apparently that doesn't exist in Puerto Rican. I, you, are I mean. you are preaching to the choir here. Everyone's like, oh, my God, you're Mexican. I'm like, my last name is Sanchez. <laughs> 
Like, that's a pretty Mexican name. It's like the mean girls. And she's like, oh, like, if you're from Africa, why are you white? It's like, oh, I'm, like, sick of hearing this shit. Not us crying as white, like, Latin girls. We're like, it's so hard. <laughs> anyway, so you're from the Bronx. Yes. Um, um, I do do go-go environmental dance at the box weekly. And, yeah, burlesque has been kind of, like, my main thing. It's, like, my passion. It's literally, like, my career goal in life. It's, like, the first thing that I felt, like, a deep connection with. Because I feel like all my life I've been kind of listening to, you know, what my parents wanted. But mm-hmm. I never... I always felt kind of lost. Like, I, the 9 to 5 route was never for me. Like, I went to FIT. Oh, really? And, yeah. What did you study? I studied advertising and marketing. Oh, my God. So corporate. So, like, not artistic. <laughs> I mean, it can be, I it guess. It can be. But yeah, no. Not um, the lifestyle <laughs> that you and I uh, share. So. Yeah. So, I... Yeah, I was, it's crazy. I was a nursing major at first, literally to follow my mom and sister. And then my sister was like, you're creative. Like, go to FIT. And I'm like, okay. And, like, I don't know. I just, like, never really... I was never really into school like that, but I was always just like, you know what, let me make my parents proud, go to college. Yeah. And I was the COVID class. So like that semester when COVID, my last semester was like, I didn't get to walk for graduation. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because that semester I was taking all the classes that I was interested in, Mm -hmm. like social media marketing and video editing, but like doing it online, like it was so different than in person. And I don't know, I just discovered burlesque on a whim on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like on YouTube one day and I saw like a random video of Dita Vontis and I was like, what the fuck? This is so cool. No one does this. I don't like it's just different. And I've always loved makeup and high end glamour. And mm-hmm. when I was younger, I used to dance and I never like got to like fulfill that dream. Aww. So I was just like, wait, this is so cool. And then I just Googled about it. And then I found like the New York School of Burlesque and I took some classes. Oh, so there's like an actual school you can go to to like, oh my God, I didn't know that. Okay. So what was that like? Um, it was so fun. Like it was like, honestly, so exciting. I took like a bunch of different versions of it. Like there's an essential burlesque series where you're kind of learning the basics and the intros to burlesque, like tassel twirling, fan dancing, Mm -hmm. how to create an act, how to create a character, how to create a tagline. And, oh my then, God. Yeah. and then the second series that I took, it was kind of like developing your act. Okay. So then like the end of the series, you perform like at a, at, we performed at the drum, the Lower East Side, my mom came. Aww. So it's like, it was like my first like performance. So it was cool. Dude, that's amazing. I can relate a lot to that because like, that's kind of like what it was for me being in acting school. You know, I think like also being like Latina, there's a part of like our culture that like, there's a little bit pressure to like make your family proud. I don't know if you relate to that no, at yeah, all. I definitely but feel that. Yeah, like, I mean, my siblings are successful in like their own right like a lot but a lot of them are like very family oriented they like stayed close to home and like had kids and i was really the only one that was like i'm gonna go to college for four years and then i'm gonna move far away that's something really big to be proud of yeah thank you like that's bold i mean (laughs) well and i think too like sometimes and like maybe I don't know, maybe some of the listeners can relate to this, but like sometimes when you grow up in like a, an environment that's like, oh, you should do something that's going to make you a lot of money to like go outside of that. It can be like really scary, especially if you don't have like a strong support system. So that's awesome that like your mom was so down to come like support you. Like, yes, you want to be a burlesque dancer? Yeah, I mean, it definitely took a, like even to this day, she's like, oh, like you're not going to use your degree. And I'm like... Ah, like just like let me figure it out woman like right you know like still to this day she like it's like like come on but honestly like i feel like once i really like fully indulge in like burlesque and like i think that consistency is just like the hardest part you know 100 percent. so i feel like once i really like indulge into it and like just prove it to her she'll be like oh wow like she wasn't joking this is actually really cool you know yeah well i think it's also hard too when you're like a creative person you have like a creative job for other people to take it seriously unless you're like really well known or like really famous for it you know what i mean that's true like what it's funny because sometimes like what when i tell people i'm an actor i have a podcast they're like oh okay like they they're just like yeah whatever and they kind of like brush it off until i like show them my work or like show them Mm -hmm. things i've done or like experiences i've had and they're like oh you're actually legit like you're actually like serious about this you know what i mean which is like it sucks because it's like very close-minded 
but also with burlesque a lot of people like make assumptions like oh like i don't know i feel like with burlesque you just have to come with an open mind and an open heart like Mm -hmm. it's so like like whenever i go like i remember i went back home to like a bar crawl in my neighborhood and everyone was like you're a stripper now and i'm like like people don't understand the art form yeah it It just it gets lost to me okay so i mean i have a little bit of knowledge about burlesque because like i said i like went to school for musical theater and that's like part of theater history but to me, like, my impression of burlesque, it was always more like a stylized, like, when you were saying, like, a character versus, like, it's all just about, you know, being sexual. Is that how you kind of explain it to people? Or what do you typically say when, like, someone is, like, asking you, like, what is burlesque? Um, I usually say it's a performance art involving theatricality and striptease. Yeah. But it's so broad in the fact that, like, really big these days is neo burlesque which is kind of like um it's a less traditional form of burlesque where i'm just gonna give an example like i saw like a neo burlesque performer and she was like had this briefcase and she was just taking it was very like comedy and she was taking like things out of the briefcase like she took out a dildo and she took out like a boa and like it was kind of like just to make people laugh but it's also like sometimes (laughs) a lot of the times there's like a hidden message behind it yeah Um, my style is like um, more like classic old Hollywood Mm -hmm. which I love like the high-end glamour yeah because I've seen your big feathers and the costume oh my god the costumes bitch that shit is so cute i love it seriously i mean that's part of the appeal of it that's why people like theater you know what i mean like they're like oh this is like really dramatized it's really exaggerated that's why people like drag yeah in my in in some ways i would say being like a burlesque dancer is more similar to being a drag queen than like maybe like a stripper you know what i mean because you're you're necessarily like people don't understand how much like goes into burlesque Mm -hmm. like you're literally creating your character you're picking your music your makeup your wigs your costuming a lot of burlesque performers they design all of their pieces so like so much goes into it that a lot of people don't understand like we just don't like it's very expensive like people invest like thousands in ostrich peacock feather fans like damn it's insane but it's it's so worth it though it's so fulfilling oh my god i know we kind of like jumped ahead a little bit and we're like talking about like some of the like more interviewee questions I had for you but it's just like it's exciting to me when I like meet other people who just like kind of fell into their passion by just like being curious you know what I mean like when you're talking about like oh I was an FIT and I just like googled like shit about burlesque and then you were it completely changed the trajectory of your life like Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of like a story that really resonates with me I, like in the way that I just got into podcasting. Like I was always an actor and I was like, oh, my whole identity as a person is I have to pretend to be other people. Like the idea of me having a public platform and talking about myself is like, ew, scary. And then I just like would listen to podcasts all the time and then like looked more into it and was like, I should make my own. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Anyway, um, but real quick, I wanted to ask, since I talk about astrology, like, <laughs> it's my fucking, like, part-time job. Um, I love that. What's your, what's your sign? So I'm a cancer sun. <gasps> Cute. Emotions, emotions, emotions. It sucks. No, I'm kidding. Wait, so cancer, I, I know you've told me you're a big three before, but what is it again? It's cancer sun. Uh, Leo rising Leo. and Pisces moon. Stop, you're so emotional. <laughs> Yeah, it sucks, you know, we give too much. I just feel like cancers, and also with, like, the Pisces moon, we are so loyal to people. Like, I could instantly meet someone and feel, like, loyalty towards them. Like, it's Same. so it's so annoying. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm very vulnerable. Yeah. You know, like, I always see, like, the best in people, which, like, sometimes you kind of have to be more holder. Guarded. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that, too. I, I'm a cancer moon. So having that, like, cancer and you're, like, taught in your, like, big three it creates this like motherly nurturing aspect of yourself and then you're just like i want to protect everybody and be helpful and like it's like girl that's not your job yeah chill (laughs) like take care of yourself like bitch you gotta get your shit together but you're trying to like save the world (laughs) okay wait quick tangent this is how bad it is for me so i tried to like call so i like got a membership to equinox right i told you about this I tried to call to like cancel my membership because I'm like not loving it. 
you want to cancel it damn we were so hyped about it I like the pool for the last month of the girl summer. i literally am like the most impulsive person in my life like one day i just i just decide i don't like something anymore and i'm like okay i'm gonna change my whole life like it, that is just how i live I never plan anything. I just do it. It's such and a cancer it thing, though. We're just like, oh, it's so like, work go out. With- <laughs> <laughs> it's also a Sag thing, too. Like, all of my, like, my whole chart is like that. But I will say, so I tried to call and cancel it today. And the lady on the phone was like, oh, you can't cancel it. And I was like, I'm so sorry for inconveniencing you. And it's like, girl, no, like, stand up for yourself. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry I called. <laughs> like, that's literally, I have to like, fight that urge that comes no inside questions? of me. Literally. And then I, like, got off the phone. And I was like, what the fuck? Why did I just say, why did I, like, not ask more questions? She literally was like, oh, no, you can't. And I was like, okay. And I just got off the phone. And I was <laughs> That like, is absurd. I'm like, Christian, why did you do that? So then I ended up sending them an email and I just, like, paused my account or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm cool with that. But yeah, I literally like, I feel like that's my cancer side. Just being like, I don't want to upset anybody or inconvenience them. So I just like, won't ask questions about it. It's like being confrontational. I feel like I struggle. Like I need to like plan out what I'm going to say before I say. Oh yeah. And then like you plan, you get this like script in your head of what you're going to say. And then when you actually go to say it, you're like, never mind. You're like stuttering the whole time. I'm going to improvise now. Yes. (laughs) It's really intense. Related to that, I see these memes all the time about how Gen Z... Do you identify as Gen Z? You're Gen Z, yes, right? Yes, yes, 97. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 96. Some people like to say I'm not Gen Z. I think that's slander. I think that's false. <laughs> but um, I <laughs> I saw this thing that was like, Gen Z is, too, is willing to burn a cop car, but they're too afraid to ask their waiter for an extra plate. Or like they'll cry when they're speaking to like their server. That- literally that's something my sister probably my sister always talks about how gen z is always like crying and depressed yeah i'm like that's such a fact though it's true like (laughs) like because we really actually care about shit because we're like literally carrying the trauma of everybody like and we're the only ones who like really talk about it because like millennials i feel like just kind of passive aggressively deal with their trauma and then we're like nah you y'all all of you fucked this up that's no, how yeah. I feel. So anyway, yeah, I feel like Gen Z's kind of like, you know what? Like, do I have to work? Like, uh, like I don't Gen really Z want to. Yeah, Gen Z's like, you know what? Like, I don't feel like it. And like, fucking um, millennials, um, they're just so like hustlers, like it, like nonstop. No, like, for real, it's crazy. I honestly, I, I like, like I'm a hard worker, but I'm not at the same time. Like I'm work, I, like. I literally have to like really convince myself to work hard. You know what I mean? Like I like in my head, I like internally fight and I like punish myself because I'm like Christian, you gotta do this shit. But like by nature, I don't want to do any of this shit. Like I want to just like be lazy and like go to the pool every day and lay out and not do shit. But I'm like, girl, you gotta make your dreams happen. So like you gotta do something. But no, yeah. you're so right. The hustle, the boss babe. <laughs> I'm really trying to make the boss babe happen for, like, our age group, so we'll see. <laughs> no, I think we need all the fucking motivation. No, we, we really do. Well, COVID really fucked us no, up. No, literally it did, yeah. My work ethic before COVID was way better. Now it's just, like, gone to shit. Before COVID, I was balancing, like, an internship, a server job, another job. I had, like, three jobs during, like, before COVID, and then after COVID, it's just, like... I know. go to the grocery store, and I'm like, I need a nap. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, exhausting exhausted by everything mm-hmm. how do you feel about relationship status um so technically i am single but i have been seeing someone who's really amazing such a cancer <laughs> uh, i know i hate it like it, yeah i've just been seeing someone but i don't want to like rush into it you know without you know i want to like do it right and so when yeah. you date do you feel like you date like you're kind of just one person at a time is that usually how you do things like do you mean like being open in an open relationship or what do you mean i mean like um like even when you're single like even if you don't have like the relationship title yet do you give most of your energy to one person like sometimes if i really like somebody i'm so quick to be in wifey mode so fast you know what i mean i feel like i'm the same way i don't know i feel I feel like I really haven't had the chance to just be single and like not just be single and be by yourself for like a while, like years. Like I haven't really had like Mm. I can't remember the last time I've literally been single for like like a year and like just been all about me. 
which I feel like is very necessary. You know? I agree. Okay, that's literally what my episode was that I like put out today. I'm like, someone asked a question last week and they were like, um, do you think someone, do you think a thought can become a wife or a husband? And I was like, listen to the title of my show. What the fuck do you think my answer is going to be? Yeah, like, <laughs> but um, I feel like kind of makes you more prepared for a relationship when you really have that time like dedicated to yourself. But that's why I think also it's like, a good thing, like you were saying, uh, you take your time to get into something. Mm-hmm. Um, I say I take my time, but when I meet someone I like, I'm like, yeah, we can get married now. Like, that's <laughs> cool. Or like, uh, I'm I'm deleting everything on my phone. All my hoes, their numbers are gone. gone no Tinder, no, none of that shit. So, okay, wait, I did want to talk about this because I know you and I chit chat about it a lot if you feel comfortable. Okay. But I identify as a bi girly or I guess bi slash pansexual. I don't know. Sometimes I say both. Sometimes I say one or the other. I really like to switch it up. Um, how, how do you identify? I identify as bi too, but also I feel like I'm kind of like questioning, like, am I pansexual? You know, like I've never yeah. like, had that experience, but I feel like I'd be open to it, you know? Okay. So the thing is for me, like, I feel like the reason I identify as pan sometimes is because, well, originally I identified as pan before bi because I felt like I, I feel like I'm open to like dating or being in love or being intimate with like anyone of any sexual identity, like including like trans or like non-binary people. You know what I mean? Mm. Have you ever dated a girl before? Um, or, I, <laughs> or a trans? Or- I like, I go out, I've never like been in a serious relationship with people with uh like a girl or like a trans or non-binary person but like when I was single I would go out on dates with people of like any identity to be I mean to be fair I primarily the like the largest group of people like I've had sex with is men but I feel like it's because men are easy um (laughs) that's very true because they will like fuck a McChicken so (laughs) anyway (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that's originally why I identified as pan, but then like, I don't know, I see people talk about it and they're like, oh, well, bi people also can be attracted to people with multiple like gender identities. So I'm like, I don't really understand what the difference is anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's why I kind of say both. Um, but bi, I feel like the reason I say bi is because aesthetically, I feel like I seem like a bi girl. You know what I mean? Especially when I had like pink hair. Everyone was like, so you're bi. I'm like, how did you know? That's so funny. Literally, like I would always have like a broken nail and not on purpose, but I would have like one or two broken nails because I'm just reckless. I'd have pink hair and just like walk around being like, eh, what's up, everybody? I have a podcast called Not Topic. And they're like, so this bitch fucks. And she- um, <laughs> so this bitch likes pussy. <laughs> And then so, also like the nails, they're probably no, literally. Your, your pointer and your middle finger, no, literally. the nails that you don't, you know, that you keep short. Yes. <laughs> but to be fair, I will say you can, I never get my nails crazy long, but you can still do shit. Even yeah. You have just, long nails. It's Thank technique. you. It's a technique. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for validating me. Um, so how we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, but you said you got, um, booked with a gig, uh, you got a gig as a burlesque performer with it. Did you say it was like a girl? Oh, yes. What was it? Um, so I, my first, um, booked gig, it was really exciting. So when me and my ex broke up, I joined this membership club called Skirt Club and it's a Ooh. bisexual membership club because I was like very curious and I was like, and I don't know, honestly, I don't even know how I discovered it. <laughs> I think I saw like someone post something about it. Mm-hmm. So then I Googled into it and it's basically like this like bisexual only membership club and they throw like parties and like penthouses in the city Wait, or they'll what? like rent bars for happy hour. And like when I first registered for the party, Honestly, I saw a burlesque performer that I wanted to watch. She was performing. Uh-huh. So I was like, that, I was like, oh, cool. Like, this would be fun. But I didn't think it was like a sex party. Like, oh, my God. I, <laughs> I walked into it as like, oh, my God. I can't wait to just mingle and watch the show. Yeah. Like, I was literally, like, dressed. But I walk in. Everyone's, like, in lingerie. Like, and then as soon as, like, she's done performing, like, things just are just heated. Like, oh imagine. <laughs> Imagine just like being like at a party and girls are just eating each other out everywhere you look. It's like I wish I came here on a little shroomy or a little roll. Like I don't know. I feel like it was very for my first time like experience. I wasn't expecting um, 
just such a I just I didn't I should have really like I honestly I'm so oblivious I probably could have known it was a sex party but I was like oh like this is like a cute mingling I love that you like accidentally went to a sex party (laughs) no like it didn't like cross your mind that they were like oh it's in you said it was a penthouse yeah it's in a penthouse there's a burlesque it was like cute it was like like a tea party theme like I didn't think it was like a whole like thing and then I went and I was like holy and I went by myself I didn't know anyone so it was just like so insane and like I remember like being like ah and I was like kind of like uncomfortable like I was like ah because like I just you know like didn't expect it yeah I feel like I mean yeah it had you known that's what you were going to you probably would have been like okay cool yeah yeah but that's so funny oh my god yeah this girl came up to me too she's like oh my god she was talking to me the whole time she was mad cool like she's married and like her husband is cool with her like going to these things and experiencing with other women and she came up to me yeah and she was like comforting me and like we're still like great friends till this day we kissed like it was great vibes and then at the end of the party before i was gonna leave i spoke with the like the creator of the membership club and we spoke and then she hired me for like the event like two events after that oh my which was at a bar it wasn't at like a house it wasn't like a sex party it was just kind of like like a mingle uh, yeah like a mingle thing i mean girls were kind of like you know yeah it was it was it was really fun i actually since i got my girl maya to perform with me Uh um, because i was like it would be really hot to see two girls perform you know verse one so we did our first act we did um she was a dominatrix basically like dominating me to take off my clothes and i was um like old hollywood like pin up like the classical oh so my it was really God. fun oh i love that yeah oh okay so that like okay that's what i think is really cool about how like versatile burlesque is now too because like i feel like correct me if i'm wrong I feel like burlesque originally started, you know, like for men, right? Mm -hmm. And I love that like now in the world we live in, especially being more like open, uh, like for people of all like sexual identities that like, yeah, you can go to an event and there's like, and like there's women in their like being hyper feminine, but it's for other women. And it's like, I feel like appreciated differently than Mm -hmm. how like men appreciate it. Do you feel that way? Like when you perform for like an event like that like for women yeah versus like when you perform in an audience that's like majority men Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like that's my favorite thing about performing it's um like goddess performing for goddess yeah so it's like oh my god you're like feeding off like i don't know i just feel like it's just such like a high where like it's like I don't know. Like, it's just... Seeing a burlesque show... Like, I remember my first burlesque show, I literally cried because I was like, this is so sick and empowering. Like, I don't know. I just feel like... um, I don't know. Woman appreciating woman. Like... Yeah. But yeah, just like... But it's not like looked down upon. Like, oh, she's taking off her clothes. They're they're not like sexualizing you in like a objectification kind of way. It's like an appreciation and they still like humanize you. Yeah. Yes. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Not me sounding intellectual. <laughs> yeah, I read feminist theory. <laughs> and I still pop my pussy. What about Period. it? Anyway. <laughs> per. <laughs> Not per. Thank you. <laughs> so, okay, wait. I wanted to ask you this too. And this can be related, your answer can be related to burlesque or not. But are you a certified thought? Why or why not? <laughs> <laughs> you know to be honest i've had people say no before really they're like i'm not a thought i'm like i I don't want to i know i mean like i don't want to say i'm not um can you give me like the definition like yeah for the podcast or like what yeah because i feel like it's a very like empowering i don't think any like negative about it yeah that is why you're here okay so quick quick history lesson back in the like old year of 2019 um i was dating this guy and he like went off on me and he was like you act like such a slut like you're such a thought no guy is ever gonna like you no one's ever gonna want to take you seriously because you just you and your friends just act like whores pretty much and i was like "Mm, jealous anyway (laughs) so um and what was so funny is like at the time like i really was not like doing shit like that like i was like seeing i was like hooking up with this guy but he was really the only person i was like sleeping with at the time i was just going out a lot because Mm -hmm. like it was i had just gotten out of a relationship like a serious relationship and i was kind of like trying to find my footing again like being a single girl 
uh my friends and i would always call each other thoughts like we're, we call it we called each other club thoughts because we would all go out together all the time but we also like had a meaningful relationship outside of that and became like really close friends so that's kind of like where it came from and like other people started referring to us as that they're like oh the club thoughts are here like oh. us <laughs> like my group of friends yeah so essentially like the word thought like obviously people use it like in the past have used it as like a negative term so we use it like you were saying in like an empowering kind of way mm-hmm. like this is why i'm a thought like kind of like reclaiming of like the same idea as like in the way someone calls you like a bitch or a cunt yeah. or like something like that mm-hmm. like it's like a term of like a like a power or like mm-hmm. own it, but like more related to like being like a hot bitch a hot girl <laughs> yeah if that makes sense no that makes sense yeah so wait what was the question again <laughs> wait just like a process okay you um um why or why not are you a certified thought like you're an Mm. expert this is why you're here because you're teaching the other thoughts like how to be thoughts you know what i mean that's like why i have it's like a survival guide yeah yeah an instruction manual honestly i feel like just i feel like being a thought has (laughs) made me feel very confident and just like sure of myself sure of like my sexuality sure of like just like i don't have to feel like ashamed for you know like oversharing or dressing a certain way or just like being you know sexy like it shouldn't be looked down upon and also like that's why like i'm so drawn to burlesque like i feel like it's such like an empowering art form where like you're seeing a naked girl twirl tassels it's like this shit is sick like that's literally hypnotizing (laughs) yeah like it's like it's a whole different experience and like some people may view it a certain way, but I also feel like if you're open-minded and, like, you view it in, like, such an art form, like, I don't know, like, being a thought is empowering. Like, it doesn't always have to mean, like, oh, like, I'm, like, fucking me, me. Like, uh, no. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm getting, I'm <laughs> popping my pussy. I go on a lot. Like, no, it's also, like, yeah, it's deeper than that because I feel like when you're really, like, I feel like when you're really comfortable with yourself, you're totally okay being, like, open about, like, your sexuality and, like, yeah. every facet of yourself. And that's yeah. just, like, another element that you can, like, be confident in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when I was in college, like, I was, like, always so calm. I always felt, like, more comfortable naked than clothed for some reason. Yes. So, like, I remember I just became, (laughs) I just started being friends with this girl. And we were, like, in a room together. And we were just drinking. And I was, like, oh, I'm going to change real quick. And I just changed. And she was, like, (gasps) and, like, she wasn't, because I guess, I don't know. For me, it was, like, normal kind of changing in front of my friends growing up. But she was just, like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe you're so comfortable. And I don't know. I just felt, like. (laughs) What? Like, I've always kind of been more comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. No, I I totally feel you. Like, I've always been that way, too. And, like, I feel like... With my friend... I've had roommates before that would literally... Like, I will literally sit butt-ass naked in front of my friends. Like, pussy out. Literally. I don't give a fuck. And I don't mean just my girlfriends. Like, I do that in front of my gay, like, male friends, too. And they're like, bitch, please. Everyone's asking me to stop, and I don't. But, like... I just don't give a fuck. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, same. Like, whenever I go back home, like, my mom and sister will be cooking in the kitchen, and I'll just run down naked to grab something, and I'll run up, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not even surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, yeah, I don't know. Why waste your life? Especially your years where you're young, and you fe- and you have a lot of energy, and, like, you're able to, like, use your body. Like, why waste that time trying to hide yourself and feel bad about yourself? Because, like... I mean, I really try to take this advice to heart whenever I, like, talk to my older sisters or anyone older than me that I know. But I'm, like, they're, like, you will never feel better about yourself than how you feel now. Like, you're going to always look back and be, like, oh, my God. Like, I was so... I looked so good in my 20s. Like, why did I, like, ever think I looked bad? Or why did I ever think negatively about myself in that time? And my older sister... And my, and my mom, they tell me this all the time. They're like, they always say like, Christian, we're proud of you because like you're really, you started like being confident and owning yourself at a young age. And a, a lot of people takes a whole lifetime to get there. So it's like, why waste time when you could feel good about yourself now? You know what I mean? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, that's really cool to even like show your old, like siblings like, oh, you know, like. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I forced my mom to listen to my show. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I know you probably don't. And she's like, I really don't. But I'm like, just listen to it anyway. And to be honest, like when I've had this is kind of a tangent, but like when I've had other people on the show, like uh, like I had trans or like non-binary people on my show before my mom listened to it and she like called me and she was like, oh, my God, like Christian, I love this. Like it's teaching me more about people because like my parents are open minded, but they don't know a lot of people like mm-hmm. that because, you know, they're like yeah. old. And 
also like Latina parents. Like they're not yeah. like they they on it. I feel like it's common for them to not be as like you know. Yeah. Like they're very traditional in the fact oh, that like yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> internalized homophobia is a thing but i like i'm super proud of my parents for like always like they taught me to lead with love you know i have a question do your parents know you're bi my mom does my dad doesn't (laughs) i mean he probably would guess but my mom knows (laughs) yeah but to be honest i just like i feel like it's never really come up with my dad because i don't even really talk to him about people i'm dating unless it's like something like serious like oh this is my official like partner Mm -hmm. and because i've never been in a serious relationship with a girl like it just hasn't really like come up but he knows like i i feel like he has he kind of has a suspicion based on you know just the way that i talk because i don't like hide anything from him like i don't it's not like intentional I don't think he would have a problem with it, but I just like I'm hesitant to talk about my sex life with my dad, which no, is yeah, normal. I <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that so, makes sense. Yeah, but do your does your mom know? Oh my god, yeah, I tried telling her like <laughs> three or years ago, and she was like, "Ew, you would eat pussy," <laughs> and yeah, I've never spoken about it again. Oh my but, god, like she knows, but like I haven't been with a girl like for her to be like. You know, like this is my girlfriend. But my my dad is has always been like kind of the more open parent. Where like he'll uh. he's always said, I don't care who you're with. I just want you to be happy. Yeah. But like I haven't really told him. Yeah, I like everything. But I mean, he's, yeah, he's super I like chill. Pussy dad. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's. That's the thing too, because like even when I talk about my like when I talk to my dad about my relationship problems, it's not like a conversation. He's like, well, you should just do this, and then it's like moving on. You know what I mean? Yeah. My dad is like. He's like a funny guy. He doesn't like to have like serious conversations. So I'll be like, dad, I went on a date with this guy. And he's like, is he your boyfriend? And I'm like, no. And then he'll like start talking about some random shit. He'll be like, um, oh, remember this one friend you had when you were younger? How is he doing? You should date that guy. I'm like, dad, I knew him when I was like 15. I'm not going to date him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But have anyway. You, have you felt like when you like, have you always known you were bi or like? Um, I didn't start like openly saying it until I like probably like a few years ago. Um, and honestly, it's because I started openly saying it because I dated a few bi men and that's so interesting. Yeah. So I've, I've dated, uh, two bi men. Uh, Well, I dated a lot of bi men, but two in like a serious relationship. Um, but when I was younger, I remember like, (laughs) I was always that bitch that like the second I would get drunk, like even in like high school or like early college, the second I would get drunk, I'd be like, I'm going to make out with my friends. (laughs) Not like in a way to be like, let's do this. So like guys would think it's hot, but like in a way that was like, oh, I just want to make out. Yeah, no, because making out with girls is so much better. Like, honestly, like it just. I'm like, is this what it's like to kiss (laughs) me? (laughs) Literally, yeah. When you're like sexual with a woman, it's like goddess appreciating goddess. Mm -hmm. Like that, like the feeling I feel when I'm like turned on by a woman is different than how I feel when I'm turned on by a man. And I think that's because sometimes, like, especially when I was younger, less so now, I felt like when I was like being sexual with a man, it was just because like, I just wanted them to find me sexy. I wasn't just like, I didn't feel attracted to them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Now that, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like to be honest, like typically the kind of men I'm attracted to are like less traditional, like masculine type of men. Like I don't like people who are like very angry, like very aggressive. Like typically like the men I'm attracted to have more feminine qualities about them, which is totally fine. Like that's, that has nothing to do with their sexuality, obviously. But I just feel like I've always like been more interested in people who just have like similar interests to me, I think. Um, I don't remember why I started going on this tangent. What did you ask me? <laughs> I forgot, but I was I'm gonna follow it up with like when you um when you first came out by were your friends like kind of like did they believe you because i feel like when i first did my friends were like it's just a phase like you just like girls like sexual like you're not really like bi like you're oh just, like, no my friends around. believe me they, they were did? like yeah we know because you're a hoe bitch <laughs> <laughs> well actually my friends were the ones who were like so you're gay right before I even was like saying it. And oh, I was right. like, no, I just like kiss girls sometimes. They're like, bitch, so you funny. don't just kiss girls. Like you like kiss girls. Yeah. Like you like will go out and like if a girl's talk, like I remember one summer when I was in college, I used to like go do theater internships at like different theater companies and like across the country. And there was one, th- uh, one summer I was working at this one 
and it was like kind of in a smaller town and I was like an actor at the theater company and there was this place we would always go have lunch at and I remember there was this woman there who she was like very like she was kind of more butch but she was like very like obviously like a lesbian Mm -hmm. and every time I would go there and like order my lunch she would like always flirt with me and she never charged me for my food but I was like the only one out of all of like our group that she wouldn't charge me and she was and I remember one of the nights we were there that summer like my theater company we were all at this bar together and I saw her and we her and I were like talking all night being super flirty and I remember one of my friends came up to me and he was like so you're gay and I was like no and he was like wait you're not gay and I was like no because I like just met him that summer and he was gay but he was like Krishna, I'm sorry. I thought you were gay. Because, like, you know, That's duh. So... And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, she was just cool. And he was like, bitch, you're gay. <laughs> and then, yeah, I feel like it was kind of post-college when I, like, I was dating a guy. That that relationship when I that I was in when I first moved here really taught me a lot about, like, sexuality. And we would talk very openly about, like... He would kind of say sometimes like, oh, I'm curious because like I've had like queer experiences before and I would and I would say to him like, yeah, me too. And we would like talk about it. So we almost kind of like discovered our sexual identities together, like through Mm -hmm. the lens of our relationship. And like, unfortunately, it didn't work out, but like long term. But like, I think of that relationship happening like very positively because it helped me like learn a lot about myself. You know, I like I I think it's also because I've always had a lot of queer friends, too. So they've always. Yeah. Just like, you know, doing theater, like being an actor, I'm like my interests. I'm always around like a lot of queer people. So just makes it a little bit easier. No, uh, I love being bi though. Same. It's so cool. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. My first kiss was a girl. Really? My first like sexual interaction was a girl. Like it's yeah. But it's like I always identified like as straight for like they're at high school because I don't know I just like, grew up like thinking, oh, that was like the only way. Do you or, think like, like that's just like the normal until you like think to yourself like oh it's actually more serious than that like yeah. I, I don't just like think other girls are pretty like I want to have sex with them yeah you know what I mean <laughs> yeah but uh, I also feel like I could like full date on a girl oh same like yeah but I never have <laughs> but I'm open to it <laughs> I would too I, I mean to be honest it's just a different energy for me I can find that connection with anybody if I really really like them you know mm-hmm. so I, it's never been a thing like oh I would have sex with a girl but I wouldn't date her it's more just about like finding someone that I like deeply connect to funny story um, Mila and I have a mutual friend and her our, me and our mutual friend we always argue about who's more gay oh really <laughs> she's like you're more gay and I'm like no you're more gay <laughs> I feel like you're more gay, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny yeah. because, like, I don't, like, the reason I say that is because I feel like she hooks up with girls more frequently, but she, her argument is that I will, like, date girls. Like, oh. I'll go on dates with girls. Okay. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't know. I feel, yeah, it's probably true. I am probably am more gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like dating with girls, like, going on dates with girls are, like, it's more intimate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, I, like, I feel like straight girls love fucking girls, but they're not, like... Yeah, Well, that's I guess by curious but... Yeah, it's a different level. What do you think is, like, a necessary skill to being, like, a good burlesque dancer? Burlesque isn't about dancing. Uh-huh. A lot of people, um think that like you don't have to be a professional dancer it's more of like the art of the tease yeah like Ooh. how like how like how like showing like a slip of your like leg will like like the simplest things could make an audience go wild yeah but um i just feel like being it's just important to be open and honestly willing to learn from your community because burlesque is such like a tight community mm-hmm. and like just being open to like learn from like your fellow like burlesque dancers because like there's already there's been people doing burlesque for years that have like paved the way so Mm -hmm. i feel like you just a big like step to just you know like learn from them and also never like copy someone else's art or like yeah i feel like that's finding your own like style or like your own voice kind of yeah yeah which it's like it's hard because like burlesque i feel like everything has been done like it's hard to find like something that has it like everyone has used every song or like it's hard to like find something that's so different Mm -hmm. but i just feel like paying respects to like those who've you know been doing this art Uh uh-huh it's honestly like 
not to make this analogy again, but it's reminding me a lot of like people who do drag and they're like, oh, your drag mom like teaches you your style and like all that. And like, I don't know. I, I just think in general, like that is like something you could carry over into like every aspect of your life. Like you could be like, oh, it's important for me to like know the art of like timing when it comes to like how I do relationships, like how I like work hard at like achieving a goal. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like not me being like, a fucking philosopher about this shit but I'm like but it's true like the art of timing and like tease like you were saying like I mean if you give everything right away at the beginning then there's no like show you know what I mean if you're like okay I took my clothes off here we are like yeah that's not what the style is that's not what the like aesthetic of the art is so even there's like some burlesque performers that will start off fully nude and they they end it by getting clothed so it right so it's it's so like yeah it's so diverse like there's so many different forms literally you like are convincing me to like become a burlesque dancer like (laughs) i'm literally like this shit is lit you should it's so fun like it's just freeing it's so creative too like we could rhinestone our corsets together like bitch i love rhinestones (laughs) uh, yeah i know like it's so fun like i feel like that's why i wanted to get into it it's so underrated in new york city yeah like i don't know anyone my like age from where i'm from that does it yeah so i feel like it could be way bigger than what it is yeah like well, it's so big in paris and london but but yeah have you had have you had like any crazy or like funny like stories from like doing burlesque or oh yeah i have a, re- a weird one um so yeah i was i was doing a show in brooklyn um mm-hmm. a couple months ago and at the end this guy came up to me and he was like oh like i want to get you a shot like you were so amazing and i was like okay uh. and it was like all him and his friends and then it was like a tequila shot so he licked my hand and poured salt on it <laughs> oh god to take the <laughs> shot and i was just like not that. in the covid era <laughs> literally i was just like uh, like what the fuck like, oh. it took me so off guard no 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 so okay i know the tradition of obviously like licking your hand and then putting salt on top of it but <laughs> like, like, you're gonna do that to another person like you don't even know yeah like, that's a little grimy like yeah, that hand, like this is like some i don't know for as some, little as he knows you could have like i don't know had monkey box <laughs> bitch <laughs> like, yeah you, i in the era of covid that is bold yeah i was just like uh yeah typical man whatever okay mila Mm. okay for um before we wrap up the show um what's your biggest piece of advice or a thought tip um you like to share with the thoughties (laughs) oh i didn't really think about this one so give me a couple (laughs) it can be like a real thought tip like this is how you like i don't know like move one butt cheek at a time Uh, or it can be like this is how you love yourself (laughs) honestly i feel like i feel like even like if you don't want to do burlesque like take like learning how to like twirl your tassels to your man is so hot or even like making this routine for him like you could literally like make like a sexy routine you could get like specialized lingerie and literally like learn how to twirl your tassels right left or like inward outward like he would probably be like so amazed by it bitch like, i'm gonna do that literally I've like just never imagine had being, that idea no yeah like being imagine being like on top of your man you're just like have these tassels like it's just so like high and glamour and like everything is that is like a really cool tip i feel like oh no that is partner. amazing like if you want to like i don't know try something new yeah okay i'm it's like role play dude that's crazy you say that because i literally was thinking to myself the other day like oh i like hate all my lingerie i'm gonna like buy something new and i was like looking online i'm like all this shit looks the same i literally want to do that now that's amazing <laughs> Here, no, yeah, like if you want to find, drink. <laughs> thank you. If you want to find like really great corsets, Gothic Renaissance. Um, okay. It's in the East Village. It's the, on. It's like near Fourth Avenue. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's near Union Square, but it, honestly, they have like the best like corsets. Like, and you could rhinestone them. Like, honestly, it's one of the, my like favorite places to go for costuming. Like, I found so many sick pieces. Like, if you want a great corset, like a full body, a half corset. All right, bitches. Next Valentine's Day, you have an assignment. <laughs> or, I don't know, for those of y'all in a relationship, I guess. <laughs> Anniversary, bitches, go learn how to do burlesque. Would you ever teach burlesque classes? Do you think you would ever do that? Yeah, I think eventually in the future I would. Like, I, when I, you're, like, super established and, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm really, like, learn wanting to learn about producing. Mm-hmm. So, like... Ooh. 
Yeah, I've been wanting to learn about like backstage. Like I've been learning about lighting and like kind of just like producing your own show, gathering yeah. talent, like hosting. I've been really like intrigued by that. Um, okay, so when I'm like a famous podcaster actress, I will invest in your burlesque <laughs> club. I, that's amazing. And now, yeah. I feel like you're a great host, though. Even like, like I feel like I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you would literally like kill it hosting like a burlesque show, like fucking with the audience. Like I feel like you'd be hilarious. Bitch, are we gonna start a burlesque <laughs> club? Because that I'm down for that. That sounds cool. Um, uh, Mila, thank you so much. You're literally like the cutest, like sweetest, like. When I think of, like, someone who's, like, classic femininity, like, you just, like, totally embody that in, like, a really genuine, like, lovely kind of way. So oh, thank you. Yeah, that's right. I got my flowery ass language no. for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've, like, been very drawn to you since I met you. You're so, like, sweet and open, and it's, like, Aww. so nice to meet. So not even knowing you for so long, feeling, like, comfort, you know? That's so sweet. Okay, I'm obsessed with you. Glad it's mutual. Um, okay, so last, lastly, we're going to wrap up the show with Thought Anthem of the Week. A Thought Anthem is a song that makes you feel sexy, empowered, anything of that nature. makes you want to, I don't know, maybe do burlesque at home, mm-hmm. in a club, whatever. Um, so what is your Thought Anthem and why? So my Thought Anthem, I'm going to just choose like a classic burlesque song called Glory Box by Portishead. And it's just like a sexy, sensual song that like anyone would love to do a strip tease too uh, it's like, yeah. do you perform to that song i don't have an act with that song um but i acts are on the way but i'm not sure because that song has been very um it's been used a lot by burlesque performers so like mm-hmm. i don't know I, I always since i'm like a newbie i always try like to think of like i don't Newer know not yeah do. yeah like not like songs that i've heard even though everything's been done before but yeah aww well, now all the listeners have a song to do for when they do their um, burlesque routine for their partner. Yes, yes. Aww. Okay, what was it called again? It's called Glory Box by Portishead. Glory Box by Portishead. Mm-hmm. Check it out, bitches. Oh my God. Thank you so much for doing this. I think everyone's going to be obsessed with you. So... Um, if you guys are obsessed with Mila like me, why don't you tell everybody where they can follow you? Maybe if you have any shows you want to promote, you can plug that now. And uh, what the <laughs> fuck? Sorry. Okay. If you have anything you want to promote, go ahead and plug it now. All right. So you all can follow me at Miss Mila Malave on Instagram. It's Miss and then Mila, M-I-L-A, Malave, M-A-L-A-V-E. That's on Instagram. And I usually like post when I'm going to do shows. I'm at the box every week. Go to the fucking box if you've never been there. That shit is lit. It's an experience (laughs) for sure. If you want to see, I don't know, your friends get peed on, go to the box. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, yay. Well, thank you for coming. You can come back anytime soon. Thank you. It was my pleasure. So much fun. Yay. (laughs) All right, thotties. And that is all I have for you this week. So if you like this episode, make sure you share it with a friend. Rate it five stars. Or even, uh, I don't know, subscribe. That would be really cool. Leave a review if you're feeling crazy. Um, If you want to follow the Thought Topic, you can follow us at the Thought Topic. And there is a zero in thought. If you like me, you can follow me at Crushdown Sanchez. Instagram, Twitter. Um, If you want to see me do silly little videos, you can follow me on TikTok at ChristianLikeDior. And that is all I have for you guys this week. So next week we'll be back with another really cute, amazing, best podcast ever episode. And thank you guys so much for supporting me. And I will see you all next time. Mwah.